they're out there and they're being activists. They're writing their congressmen. They're, this may get more people off their ass to get out there and actually create the change that we need going forward. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. like we ever do. Hey, everybody, we're back. Welcome to the Surrounded by Idiots radio podcast. This is all millennial talk for all you millennials, so you can rise above the unwashed masses and live life on your own terms. Isn't that what we all want? So our voice of millennial this week is the very own, is our very own effervescent, lovely Lexi Rodriguez. Hey, Lex. Hey, you know, I'm really getting comfortable with this Surrounded by Idiots change that we made because it's just so fitting to walk down the street and they, especially now in the past week and hear what people are talking about. And I just want to scream. And I really do feel like in America in the past week, I mean, I guess in the past year, we are surrounded by idiots. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's it. It may be even more appropriate this week than it has been ever since I started it up or we started it up uh, because of the election. Of course, there's no way. There is no way we're not going to talk about the election, and especially when it comes down to the millennials and their impact on this particular election. So the first thing I want to do, uh, run, jumping into this, is I want to throw out some statistics to you as a millennial, uh, and these are specific to millennial voters, and I want to get your thoughts on this because I find them very interesting. Okay. All right, so... The information that I'm going to give you is from uh, Tufts University did a, a big study. They have a huge research department there, as well as CNN and New York Times and L.A. Times. And this is what I found very interesting. 24 million voters under 30 uh, participated in the election, in the in the presidential election, which is only half of the eligible millennial voters. Uh, and it's less than the 58% of the millennials that voted in the last election in 2012 for the second term for Obama. 55% of the vote of millennial voters supported Clinton, whereas 60% supported Obama. So less, obviously, and we all know this, this has kind of been out there, uh, with 37% voted for Trump. So 37% of millennials were Trump and then 55 were Clinton. Millennials favored Democrats by 18 points because uh, obviously they are more uh, liberal and left slanting. We all know that. Uh, but it was five points lower than 2012. So you see the see what's going on in terms of the trend yeah. here. Uh, the CNN indicated that if if just the millennial votes counted, if you just took them across the United States, Trump would have only won five of the smaller states like Montana. Idaho, West Virginia, Kentucky. yeah, yeah, kind of. That's all he would have won. She would have crushed him if just the millennial votes were counted. Almost ten percent of the millennial votes went to third party candidates. So that's a big chunk if you look at it in that's terms of going to going chunk. to Jill Stein. I think it was eight point something percent to Jill uh, to to Stein and to and to Johnson, Johnson. the Libertarian. Almost ten percent went to them, which. Could you know which basically could have swung maybe, uh, and then the New York Times indicated that Trump got forty eight percent of the white millennial vote, and Clinton got forty three percent. So those are the statistics that 
I have for you in regards to millennials. What do you, what's your, what do you think? You know, I try to stay away from the statistics because when it comes to politics, I'm not a believer that what that are, that we have um, kind of a say in what goes on. I mean, we saw it with the popular vote and the electoral college vote, and so that kind of just disappointed me right there. But right, which she, which Clinton did win the popular vote. We and yeah. we all know that, right? Yeah. So, but I have been reading and I have um, been kind of doing my research the past few months on this election. A lot of millennials are not fans of Hillary Clinton. They don't trust her. They don't trust what her finance plan was. And keep in mind, a lot of millennials are entrepreneurs and they are going to be working for themselves. So they have to keep their business plan in mind and they probably won't get their business up and running in the next four years or maybe in the next two years, that's when it's going to be up and running. So they had to keep in mind what would be best for business. And if they're smart, that's what they did. And that's what I would do. Um, other than my ethical standards when it came to this election. So I think when it came to this election, a lot of people were torn between business choices and ethical choices. And it sh- it showed. It showed in this election that people were fucking confused, that millennials didn't know what to do. They didn't trust her, but they didn't necessarily want to follow in, you know, Trump's path with the way he, he kind of views the world. Yeah. I, so, uh, yeah. I see that, that there's so much that went on in this thing. The overall 30,000 foot view on this whole thing is the fact that, that to me, this is the beginning of a revolution because people were willing to vote for, for this guy who anybody can see is not a, not really a good guy. I mean, he's there, there's a lot of character traits that just don't jive nor should they be somebody that should lead the country but their position in with the economy there are so many people that have been disenfranchised over the past eight years uh, because the jobs have gone away and uh, and I'm talking Rust Belt and middle America where you have people that are the blue collar uh, nine to fivers that uh, you know live in maybe a small coal mining town their jobs are are gone and they have they're they're helpless and they feel useless and anytime you get a mass population that has that level that feeling of uselessness that's going to spur them on to create something or to take action and that's exactly what happened there were more there was a higher percentage of the younger white males that actually voted in this than had in the past number of of uh, elections because that's what happens it's a it's a fear thing it's almost like the lowest level of maslow you've got to take care of yourself first right and that's what's going on and i think that's the overall big view of this whole thing the fact that the fact that it's trust and millennials have a hard time trusting because they went through the recession and all of the dreams and the American dream and all that bullshit that was fed to them and to the baby boomers and to the Gen Xers, they realized through the recession, it can go away like that. And yeah, it did. totally. There was, there's, think- there's no foundation for it. So there's, so they have very little trust. And that was a big, big thing with Clinton because you knew that she would just continue on the same path exactly. that, Obama did and look where we're at. We look where a lot of people are Gosh. at. They're they're not in a good place. And that's why they they were willing to overlook 
all of the bullshit that this guy throws out, the misogynistic stuff, the women stuff, the talking creepy talking about his daughter stuff, the the fact that he's aligned himself with a lot of racist stuff, all this crap that he throws out there. And the guy's such a big bullshitter, it's unbelievable. He's already backed down on a lot of his stuff that he said. If you watch the 60 Minutes thing on Sunday, yeah. he's already tap dancing around a lot of different issues. But all that being said, so many people were willing to overlook that. 51% of women voted for him. Right. 51% of women voted for, but they were willing because it's a survival thing. They were willing to look at the thing that meant the most to them. That variable was jobs and the economy. That was it. And that's what, and that's why we're at where we're at right now. So this is the idea that I think that they were kind of, um, going through when they were voting. I think that we have all seen politicians that had a lot of experience in the political field run for president, Obama, and and didn't really make that much of a change. Yes, I think it was a social change. It was really fucking eye-opening. It was amazing to have the first black president. And if anything, and this is what we we talk about, if anything, it was a subconscious um, progression because people see it. They see that uh, we have our first black president and that anything is possible. So let me rewind. I think that when people are voting, they're scared. Like you said, we hit the lowest point and we have to fight. So I think they're like, if we vote for this dude who is the most extreme, maybe he will make a change. Because keep in mind, four years ago, as Obama was in office, we still didn't have jobs. There are, I know a ton of people with a college degree that don't have a job. I know that people were tripping four years ago when we graduated college because they didn't know what they were going to do. They had no experience. So yes, subconsciously, it is beautiful to see a black president. It would have been just as fucking beautiful to see a woman president. Honestly, I think that's what we needed. You know, I, we didn't get it, but I do think that seeing that uh, seeing that is just, it's just like, we could do anything we fucking want. But then also let's think about this. If we're going to try to skew it to another positive aspect, which I I'm trying to make positive of this because I'm no longer mourning and I'm accepting what we have <laughs> to deal you're in with the bargaining phase right that's, now. That, I'm like, yeah. all right, we can fucking figure <laughs> this out. Um, think about this Trump, whoever, when Trump decided he was going to run for president, it was a joke to everybody. They didn't think anything. They were like, there's no way that this man can do this. And this was less than two years ago. And this dude fucking manipulated his way through the system. He spoke and he he spoke to people that that and he gained fucking relevancy to these people that voted for him he did what he said he was gonna do and he has no political experience all he has is business experience and he is the president of the united states if but that's anything, why they voted for him though it's because right. he didn't have any because it was this was a, this whole thing was an anti-system vote that's all it was because they don't believe in the system anymore it hasn't done what it's supposed to do obama got in and it was such an extreme step obama's obama's uh, election in there was like two steps up now what happened was when you have any level of evolutionary expansion from a subconscious standpoint you, there, the expectations sort of follow that way 
And then what happens is, is you have this boomerang effect because it gets really scary when you go two steps out. So what happens is usually you take a step or a half step back. And that's exactly what's happening now, because you know what happens when you take when you take evolutionary steps like that? And especially in this situation, because our economy is shifting from a national economy to a global economy. We are a global neighborhood now because of the Internet, the information revolution and the technological revolution that's going on. The world is really our backyard. Instead of what it used to be, which is more uh, uh, nation first, and then you kind of deal with everybody else from a separate standpoint. It's all kind of enmeshed, and that's where we're going. We're going to a global economy. You're going to hear that a lot, globalization versus nationalism, and that's the thing that's happening. What happens is is that when you try to expand to that global thing, there's a lot of growing pains in there because we're getting into a new, particular new situation. Obama's for it and Clinton's for it, but what happens what happens when you try to reorganize a bunch of stuff? A lot of other stuff goes by the wayside. A lot of jobs become obsolete. And that's what happened in this country in a lot of places, especially the Rust Belt where he won. A lot of those jobs become obsolete because you can do them faster and cheaper over in Singapore. And so that's, are we, it, and that's what's happening two now. Things. Are we going to go back in time to freaking see, provide for the do. middle Americans who want to fucking call people on a fucking payphone? are we gonna are we gonna well, do that like i i know you're i know that's a that's an analogy you know you're kind of using right. that as a as a you know hyperbole but but i'm that's saying all what, of the, we've what, progressed as a society yes. and all of these jobs have minim, minimized so what are we gonna do are we going to regress so that these fucking old school ass jobs can come back Society didn't have the, the United States didn't have the structure in place in order to provide for the people that will be left behind as the economy shifts to a global economy. Well, they got to keep up. Well, that well, see, that's the problem. It's 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 a really, really difficult thing. We're going through a, a, a time right now, which which four generations have never seen. We haven't been through something like this since the late 1800s with the Industrial Revolution. This is a new revolution like the industrial revolution was back in those times, which completely changed the dynamics of economies and nations across the world. That's what we're going through now. And these are the reverberations of that. The fact that things have changed a little too quickly. So people want to take that step back because you know what? I don't really blame these people that are in Ohio and Kentucky and West Virginia. The, they, they grew up, with this, with this goal, not even a goal, this expectation or this whole thing about, well, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to work in the mines or I'm going to grow up and I'm going I'm to work on the farm. It's just kind of the natural thing of because generation after generation had done that and they weren't ready for this, oh, the farm won't be there or, oh, the, the coal mines closed down. Now what the hell do I do? Right. So, so these people are really looking out for themselves and from a, from a survival standpoint, I don't blame them for that. Yeah, but it makes me sick. Because these people can't evolve with the rest of the fucking country and kind of figure it out. Or their children and their children's children can evolve and kind of create jobs in their town. You know what I mean? Like just because just because you guys don't want to sit there and kind of create jobs and create revolution for your town. You're going to stay and live in the 1990s forever. And now that you got a chance to finally vote for someone who's preaching to you, you're like, dope, this is cool. We're going to vote for him. And then you know what? We don't have to work harder. It's about fucking working harder in my book. And if these motherfuckers don't want to work harder, they'd rather vote in a a racist bigot who, yes, is speaking to them and, and yes, has 
maybe some good points when it comes to his presidency, then then screw them. In my opinion, work harder. No, just, but it, it's not. A, it's. It, I don't think it's about working harder. It's about them working at the job that they felt as though they were designed for, instead of looking for other alternatives. Did you notice the map when they showed the map in regards to how how people voted? All of the major cities, all of the major urban areas in the country, just about, were blue. They were all yeah. blue because that's where the innovation is. That's where the education is. That's right. where the jobs are. And those those are the jobs that are the 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 trade jobs and the service jobs and all of the, the stuff that doesn't have to do with the core agrarian or the core industrial revolution jobs that used to be around, which is in the Rust Belt which is all the people, those are the states that Trump swung over to him this time that Obama won the last time. Because when Obama went in, it was all about hope and change because that's what people were looking for, hope and change because they still had the farm or they still had the coal mine, but it wasn't that great and it was getting phased out. Well, nothing changed over the eight years because it wasn't really supposed to change for them. It's supposed to change on a grand scale. But they're not looking at the grand scale because... They have a high school education, and this is, I'm not disparaging people that just have high school educations. I'm just saying they have maybe a junior high or a high school education. All they know is going into the coal mine. So now and, we and as then, a society then, have to operate on average, on an average but, American mindset. Yeah, Lex, but that's the way it's always been. And the right. fact is, is that you've got anytime it comes down to anything doing, having major transition, and this com- comes down to a personal thing too for people. Anytime you get into a major transition, you're going to have that initial expansion. Then, then there's going to be a little scary point because you're going to be out there with nothing to hold on to. You're going to be like, right. "Whoa, I went too far," and you're going to cut. And you're going to you're going to want to intrinsically come back and to kind of hold on to something or lean on to something while you're going through this scary growth process. That's what we're going through, and. We just haven't, there are too many people that feel as though they're being left behind in this growth, in this globalization growth, and that's why they voted the way that they did. That's why they overlooked all of this guy's picadillos and voted him in because the the system, and I'm using air quotes, the system has not helped them at all over the last eight years at all because they aren't doing anything to evolve with this said system and i think that's that's why i can i can speak for i mean i can speak for a couple handfuls of millennials when i say that exact reason that you explained and you did so well is the reason why a lot of millennials are disappointed because we tasted it we we saw it right there we saw another ounce of change another ounce of positive energy towards our direction towards entrepreneurs towards women towards queer people towards all of this change that that those people who voted for him don't even see in the next 20 years which is insane right. and i think that's why we are very disappointed. You know what? I think that this was a conscious loss. It wasn't it wasn't a loss where we're like, you know, politically, I'm not surprised that this happened. There are certain things that he had plans for and there are certain things that she had planned for that that honestly were kind of on the same level. You know what I mean? Well, and yeah, yeah, they both preach jobs and the whatnot, but she for was for millennials, was this was there. like this was just like a fuck. Like this is just like a, a conscious loss that we never thought we would have to 
see. We we were preparing for victory, and and people like to to say, and I've read so many stupid fucking articles that are like millennials are stomping their feet because they lost, and like no, that's not it. We fucking had high hope. We just had a black president for two terms. We were about to have a woman president, and honestly. Now we have a dumb motherfucker who had no experience, but if anything, that's a hope for a lot of people. Black, girl, dumbass. Anyone could be fucking president. You put your mind to it, you can talk and you can manipulate the system, you could do it. Yeah, basically, but that's why I wanted to bring up the statistics at the very beginning because if it was up to millennials, the ones that voted, the whole the, I'm going to I want to talk about the fact that half of them didn't vote, but that's a whole other thing. The ones or that voted for the independent or the or the 10% that vote, those are principal votes and I I'm kind of on the fence about that cuz sometimes I feel like that. Um so I'm going to I'm going to give them some slack on that, but the ones that voted, she would have won decisively. I mean, by miles, she would have crushed him if just the millennials would have voted, which is I'm going to play right now. Uh, I know you can't hear it. I'm going to drop it in later, but I'm going to play a Bernie Sanders quote that he indicated uh, the reasons why uh, that uh, why Trump won and what he thinks about, you know, where, where things are going forward. This is what I think went wrong is what Trump did uh, very effectively is tap the angst and the anger and the hurt and the pain that millions of working class people are feeling. And what he said is, I, Donald Trump, I'm going to be a champion of the working class. That's the word he used. I know you're working longer hours for low wages. You're seeing your jobs go to China. You can't afford childcare. can't afford to send your kids to college. I, Donald Trump, alone, I can solve these problems. But what we are going to do, Gail, we're going to hold Mr. Trump accountable. We have all the things that he said. So basically, it, it comes around to, from a millennial's sake, I am extremely encouraged. Sanders is extremely encouraged. And as a side note, if he if he would have uh, won, if the superdelegate bullshit wouldn't have happened with her, uh, he would have won, by the way, if he would have ran. Oh he would have because because he would have brought in he would have brought in the disenfranchised and the people that still are without the jobs and stuff, and he would have figured out a way to do it in the context of growth and expansion, not in the context of of coming back in and circling the wagons and and being exclusionary because that's all Trump preached was exclusionary in terms of of divide and conquer creating different cores that you can point at and say they're the problem uh, so th- that's why I'm encouraged because and I think that this particular vote says a lot in regards to where we're at we're at a revolutionary period we're at a period where where we have stated that the system doesn't work. And now it's time for the millennials to rise up in the next four years. And I'm hoping, I'm praying to God, people just don't sit there and just take it for what it is. They're out there and they're being activists. They're writing their congressmen. They're, this may get more people off their ass to get out there and actually create the change that we need going forward. Oh, absolutely. And, and so, and, and that's what I'm hoping to be the case. So this next four years, we can use that to get the momentum going, yeah. to get people off the couch and get, and get all these, the half of the millennial voters, why the fuck didn't you vote? Right. And I don't, I don't care if you didn't like either one of the, don't you understand how this works? This is how it works. It, you not voting creates an issue. And I, and I understand what you're trying to do, maybe, or maybe you just don't care. If you don't care, then I don't want to hear from you. But if you do care, which you should, then you need to look at the big picture. And that's why I, we're trying to get you off the couch to look at the big picture. And I think the big picture is understanding where you want things to go 
and getting your voice out there. Right. But you know what I do? Like you're saying, I do think that this is just kind of lighting a fire under our asses to be like, well, fuck, you know, now we don't have that necessary hope that we kind of had while Obama was in office and things might not necessarily go our way. I honestly don't think if you're doing your thing and and you're, you know, you're playing by the rules and and you're kind of still following those dreams and goals that you have, I don't think you're going to be affected that much unless you let, let it affect you that much. So I think if it lights a fire under your ass to continue to keep um, with your new business idea or continue to keep moving forward as you were, because you got to understand that not much did change the past four to eight years. Yeah, we had a lot of momentum subconsciously, which was fucking rad. But you know what? This is kind of like, let's prove them wrong. Let's prove the people that are looking at us like little lazy fucking kids that everything is given to. Um, and let's prove them wrong that we it doesn't matter who is who our president is. We can do what we got to do regardless. And I think that that's beautiful. I mean, I was thinking the other day, like, I'm a Latin chick living in a neighborhood with the majority of Anglo people getting paid to do a job more than a lot of men get paid in the industry I'm in. I'm going to continue to do that. And you guys should all continue to do the same thing and don't trip. You, you you bring up a really good point. The point is, is that this is, it, although it is the president, it is one guy. We have a, thank God, we have a government that's set up with a lot of checks and balances. We've got the Congress, which is the House, and the Senate. We also have the Supreme Court. The only thing that scares me is the Supreme Court um, appointments, uh, because I would hate to see it go, you know, where it ro- if Roe v. Wade gets challenged or anything like that. I would hate to see that. I'm hoping that Ginsburg and uh, some of the other long timers will stay on so we don't get really messed up with all that kind of stuff. All that being said, there are checks and balances in the system. And just because he's in doesn't mean that things are going to go to complete hell. Uh, and also, I think you made a good point. You've, it's it's a matter of continuing to focus on yourself, empower yourself, do good things, create positive momentum and change within your circle. It's and the, it's the stone that gets. It's exactly that I'm saying. It's the stone gets thrown in the pond. The ripples start with you, but they go outward. And if it starts with you, and you can conti- you continue to go along the path of providing some uh, positive energy and do good things and create things, then uh, you're going to find that uh, you know the sun will rise the next day. And even though he is in, and there be some there there may be a lot of stuff that we're going to have to fight uh, along the way. Uh, overall, it is part of the process. Right. And I think I do want to say is like, there is a lot going on right now. It's like overwhelming to fucking get on my computer and read these articles about uh, not only the protesters. And and I think it's so beautiful that people are protesting and they're just like, whoa, fuck this. It's crazy to see as although we lost percentage wise, it's crazy to see the amounts of people, thousands and thousands of people that are coming together to protest. It's like, whoa, like what the fuck? Like, like yeah, how did that happen? You know what I mean? It's fascinating that all the protests are in the major cities where, where they were all blue in terms of the votes. Of course. Yeah. 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 yeah of course. You know. But I think that we do need to keep an open mind that there is a lot of bigotry going on and it's 
blowing yeah, like, my like, mind. There always but has we, been. But, you know, right, but, there has. But right now, the the bad the problem is is that because he won, people think these are ignorant people. These are ignorant people that are not going to be successful in any way. And honestly, they probably don't know shit about what they even voted for. So honestly, they don't bother me because those people are never going to be any fucking buddy. It is sad and it hurts my feelings and it, it, I'm sure it hurts a lot of people's fucking feelings. But we can't we can't sit here and just be hurt and hide in our houses. But all I'm saying is, as a society, we all need to be aware that those things exist and don't trip on it and don't fight back in a negative way. But just understand that if you can change one person's perspective on your race, on your sex, on your sexuality at that moment, do it and walk away and feel good about it. But I don't want people to get discouraged. I don't want people not to think that they can express themselves anymore. And that's the discouraging part of what I'm seeing on the news and on the internet every time I open my computer. I This is our outlet to talk to society and I love that we have this and so I guess all I really want to say is because you can't say much when you see what's going on but all I really want to say is if you can change one person's mind at a time continue to do that and do not let this digress your expression of who you really are because as long as middle America and those people that are committing to these racial ideologies as long as they go no further than where they are now, which is where they have been for the past eight years. I'm cool with that. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want to disparage the whole, I don't, you know, the whole middle America because I, know, I, I, know. I really, you know, I, I know, but I know what you, I'm not, I know what you're talking about and it's really easy to go there. Uh, I think oh, overall, they've made it so easy for well, me to go it, there. But it, it's because, you know, it's a funny, it's, it's always the squeaky wheel. You know, that gets the grease. And, and if you look at, again, I'm going to bring up the bell curve. It's that, it's that curve where you have a little bit on the, on each end. Tony's the, good, old the, the good old bell curve. Because, <laughs> because it really, it can really be applicable to just about anything in life. It's, uh, it's got a little bit on the ends and then really, you know, big bell in the, in the middle. It's, you know, it's the squeaky, crazy, batchet, crazy racist people that are getting a lot of the attention. I don't really think. By the looks of it, that the that the election was motivated by a racist thing. I think it had a lot to more to do with people just trying to survive and thinking that this is the choice that's going to give them the best opportunity to get their jobs back, to take that step back. And that's I mean, why I, I think that the right. Rust Belt switched over. You know, I, uh, I, I hope you're right, but what it's hard for from what we're seeing right now going on in America, it's hard to believe that people voted to protect themselves rather than to go back fucking 50 years in America and kind okay, of well, uh, when their per- grandparents right. were but alive if you look and at, running if, shit. But if you look at the Maslow hierarchy of needs, it, I mean, everybody looked that up on Google. It's uh, Maslow is, is, was a, a, a philosopher and a psychologist, and he created this this pyramid, Maslow, this hierarchy of needs, which means basically human needs and the most important to the or, or the ground level ones versus the ones that happen when you become more elevated and more universally thinking and and more stable. And the first couple ones are, you know, food and 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 shelter and all that stuff. And those that's what these people are focusing on. That's why they're they're very, very egocentric or they're very, very focused on what's going to get them a paycheck to live the next day versus looking at this like, oh, what's going to open up society to more of a, a universal kumbaya? Right. That's not their focus. Their focus is on, I, I got to find a way to buy a can of fucking soup tomorrow. 
And that's and so that's yeah. what it comes down to, and that's where they're at, and that's where we're at. So you know, it's kind of, if you look at it from a twenty kind of a hindsight thing, this all kind of makes sense to me. And mm-hmm. I think that overall, the next four years they're going to be great because, like Newt, like Newton's law, action has an uh, an equal and opposite reaction. And I think the reaction is going to be people finally getting up off of their asses and getting out there like the protesters and doing something. Do something to to elevate consciousness. Do something to to get out there to where people see the grand plan, and we start to come up with solutions for these people that have these old timey jobs. Yeah, totally. And, and you and know what? Bring Do them not into the this. fold. Yeah, don't use this as an excuse to kind of step back on whatever you're trying to do because you think that there is no hope for change in in the society. Because you know what? In your world, there is. Because you control the change in your world. And if anything, you need to hold tight to your beliefs. You need to hold tight to the people in your life that are pushing you forward. Because if any time you needed that, it's right now. Because there is a lot of negative shit going on out there. And try to be positive about it. You know what I mean? Like, do what you got to do. If fucking Donald Trump can be president, you could do whatever the fuck you want to <laughs> do in life. That is quite a statement, isn't it? I mean, really, if this if this guy can manage to end up being president of the United States, yeah, you really don't have much of an excuse not to get to where you want to go. So uh, you can always go to javabud.com to see all the videos uh, that I have up, as well as all of the podcasts. The Surrounded by Idiots and the Walk of Shame Radio Podcast. All of them are still up uh, the past two years. And uh, you can go to iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher for any of the podcasts as well. And you can reach me at uh, jobbud.com or uh, comment on this. Uh, rate and review too, please, if you want to. It's, uh, it always helps us out to get the word out uh, for the podcast. And Lex, where are you at? Yeah. But yeah, email me, Lexi at CrucialAwareness.com, and we can chat more. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Peace.